Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, we're hopefully out of the hell's front porch part of summer and heading into fall. And what's better than a fall picnic? CityCast Mallory Falk and I are with Abby Sinan. She lives a really cool life as a travel writer, and she's going to help us plan the perfect picnic. It's Thursday, September 8th. I'm Morgan Moody, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. So, Abby, um, you recently wrote about curating the perfect picnic experience for Next Pittsburgh. It seems like our weather is finally making that doable again. Like I've started to feel those first little hints of crisp fall weather. Um, Mm -hmm. So let's start out with the basket itself. What food items have to be inside the perfect picnic basket? One of, I think, the nice parts about putting a picnic together or just eating and dining al fresco in general is like you can really make it whatever you'd like and the sky is kind of the limit in terms of what you choose to pack yeah you know more traditionally i think charcuterie and a meat and cheese board style of dining is really kind of what we think of when we're envisioning that you know quintessential spread for picnic eating Mm -hmm. um and that personally is like one of my like favorite styles of dining outside as a more grazing table um and I know you know with the rise of like the Instagram aesthetic I think we've seen a lot of people really latching on to getting these creative and really beautiful and artistic meat and cheese boards yeah there's pressure now you can't just like put a couple slabs of meat (laughs) on a plate and call it a day and I'm kind of here for it. You know, you, we have that age old saying that's always you, you, your eyes eat first um, where that visual component really entices you to kind of want to dig in. And I really think there's a lot of truth to that. And for as much as Instagram kind of we have this, you know, love hate relationship with the platform, I really think that is one thing that's kind of come through that's been fun is it's been able for us to use our creativity in different ways that I think we might normally not be doing it and one way in food is with plating and making things look really pleasing and um having a like a platter of really nice cured and smoked meats and cheeses and olives and jams i i think is a really great way to picnic how fancy does it have to get like do you need forks and tablecloths and yeah um I think that's the other the other nice part is you can really make it as casual or as dressy as you'd like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think customarily we think of macaroni salad or potato salad and some like fried chicken and keeping it very easy. But um, I think it's also a really nice way to take an opportunity to make something mundane really beautiful and yeah. put some time and forethought into having a really special dinner even if it's just during the week or on the weekend maybe it's like somewhere you've gone a bunch of times and just make it that extra little bit of bouginess I guess yeah. <laughs> like just this little nice little touch that you really um can change the feel of a space or of a food right it might yeah. be like a sandwich that you eat all the time but you decide that you're gonna cut it a different way or plate it a different way and or bring out nicer plates that you don't often use or, you know, something along those lines where you can, the sky's the limit really. So. 
So obviously, you know, an, e- an easy option is to kind of head to the cheese section at Giant Eagle and grab some items there and, you know, bring your Giant Eagle haul to your picnic location. But are there any spots that you would recommend going to to kind of pick up special items for your picnic basket? Yeah, um, I think you bring up a really good point. The really quick and dirty way would probably be just to head to Giant Eagle or Shop and Save or your local kind of grocery store pick up a few things and kind of hit the road. But I challenge you to be a little bit more intentional with your picnic packing. And maybe if that means you don't have the time to go to specialty shops, if you're using this as an event to get together or gathering with friends and family, then give everybody one item that they're responsible for. And maybe that means that you're putting some kind of parameters on the on the purchase. Like it has to come from a local shop or it has to be from a local farm or a local producer. You know, we have a lot of really great little places. I've highlighted a few that I really enjoy um, shopping and my article with Next Pittsburgh, like there's some really great little cheese shops in and around town. Um, Chantal's and the Cheese Queen are two that I've been to many times. Um, And it's a great way to get some old favorites that you really like that are tried and true, but also have a professional that is more knowledgeable that can give you some really sound advice in terms of kind of going out of your comfort zone and maybe trying um, some meats or cheeses that you wouldn't pick up necessarily if you're just going through and ticking off items from your grocery list, you know. If you're a picnic novice and, um, you know, Maybe you know your local cheese store, but you know, don't know how to make a charcuterie board. Are there any places that kind of can help you out with that? Yeah, I think there's um, some of the places offer classes on different cheeses and there is a boarding school in, um, <laughs> here where you can learn how to like create a really good uh, charcuterie board, which I think would be really fun. But if you don't have the time, um, to learn those skills for yourself. You know, there are a few event companies here that specialize basically in this picnic style events and blanket and board is one um, that kind of helps kind of take the guesswork out of that um, planning and they set everything up for you. And I think that's a really fun and unique way to kind of make, elevate uh, your picnic experience. So if you're doing something for a special occasion, I think turning to more of an expert and setting it up for you. And then that kind of takes the burden off of you for making the preparations and you can enjoy yourself and have fun. I think it's a wonderful idea for some kind of event or celebration. What about beverages? Yeah, that's always a good question because I feel like Sometimes they play second fiddle, but they're equally as important. And that could be alcoholic or non-alcoholic. I think sometimes when we think of if we're trying to make something a little more special, our mind immediately goes to cocktails or boozy beverages. But I really think that there also is a space for non-alcoholic drinks that can be just as fun. The show today is brought to you by an incredible local resource, AIDS Free Pittsburgh, and their pledge to end the HIV AIDS epidemic in Allegheny County by 2030. If that is a cause that is close to your heart, make sure you're around for their biggest event of the summer, the sixth annual Too Hot for July. It is a party, but it is also a chance to get confidential HIV and STI testing for free, plus info on the incredible preventative medicines we have now 
to keep yins happy, healthy, and feeling your most confident out on the town. So come on out to Allegheny Commons East Park on Thursday, May 30th. Yes, July is in the name, but the event is in May. Don't get confused. May 30th from 4 to 10 p.m. There will be DJ sets, a health fair and marketplace, a ballroom-inspired dance battle, cash bar, food trucks, and more. Plus, a performance by Tony Award winner Alex Newell, a.k.a. Unique, from Glee. This is all thanks to True Tea Pittsburgh and so many folks doing the good work out here in the community. So do not miss out. Learn more at TooHotForJuly.com. I'm a wine drinker personally, um, and I love trying like new and unique wines. Right now I'm kind of on a natural wine kick, and I also think there's something nice about having a natural wine when you're in nature. I know that's kind of kitschy, but I really fall for those like yeah, connections. Yeah. And do you have any go-to non-alcoholic drinks that you like to pack? I do. Um, I love a good like Italian spritzer. You know, mm. I think a really easy tried and true is like Trader Joe's always has the nice kind of fancier glass bottles where you can yeah. get little Italian mixes of lemonades or there's like, uh, they used to have blood orange or grapefruit. I don't know if they're seasonal, but if you can find one of those. And I think, you know, now those are becoming more commonplace and you can pick those up just in a local regular grocery store as well if you don't have a Trader Joe's or a Whole Foods near you. Um, There's also Open Road, which I'm not sure if some people are familiar with, but it's a non-alcoholic beverage shop that's in the city. And I think they're doing a great job with offering drink alternatives. So I always recommend like, checking that out and kind of expanding your beverage horizons <laughs> even if you are a alcohol drinker which like I am I can always appreciate like a really well-crafted um low alcoholic or non-alcoholic beverage so the options are there which is nice you're selling me on this picnic in my mind um, I like, get my <laughs> we little can go hat. together <laughs> yeah so our basket is ready uh where are some places uh, across the city uh that you really like to picnic or that you think have some of the best uh, picnic spots? Yeah, I think Pittsburgh has a lot of picnic potential, excuse the alliteration, (laughs) but, um, and I think that's one bonus of being a person who grew up here and has left and returned, you know, often will drive right by or not even pay attention to these really wonderful green spaces in our city. I believe we have around 160 or 165 parks in the city, um, which amasses like several thousand acres of green space. And um, I think one tried and true is Frick Park. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last year and during a lot of the pandemic, I was spending a lot of time, I had rented a space in Friendship. And so that was kind of my go-to place to walk and kind of get outdoors um, during COVID. And so I... I have a little love affair with Frick. <laughs> so I will, I always end up listing that as one of my go-to spots, you know, right yeah. by the um, environmental center, the loop that mm-hmm. runs right behind there takes you down to kind of a more flat area of the park down into Frick Woods. And that's a really great area, I think, to set up a little spot for lunch or dinner. Well, and Frick Park is so big. I feel like you can have lots of different types of picnic experiences, even just within that park system. 
for sure and i think that is the appeal for this kind of activity because it's low cost you have to eat right so <laughs> you can kind of and you can change it like change it up make it themed maybe you go to one side of frick and it's going to be vietnamese themed and you have like banh mi sandwiches that you've purchased and then you go to a different area of the park and that's like your italian trattoria night and you bring like a really awesome pizza or you're doing like a charcuterie plate with all italian cheeses and smoked meats like prosciuttos or salamis but um yeah i think that lends itself to making it a unique experience every time even if that's the park that's closest to you that's most accessible but there are other places in the city that i also like to visit you know up in mount washington um emerald view is gorgeous with mm -hmm. and we all know that 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 region of the city has some of the best skyline views of town which mm -hmm. i think i've been to a lot of cities across the world and i think pittsburgh does have a really gorgeous skyline yay um, and you get that <laughs> romantic kind of feel where the sun's setting right by the city and I think that's just you know that that iconic vista is a great picnic spot a good first date picnic location for sure yeah yeah I guess, yeah, for, yeah definitely that's if a you want very to romantic somebody. first date very <laughs> exactly. romantic yeah right? maybe that maybe, maybe dial, build up dial it back a couple Mallory <laughs> <laughs> I know there could be there could be different parks that kind of fit the bill for different events, right? Because you could also do like your science and tech kind of savvy picnickers and go over to Riverview because as we all know, there's like the gorgeous Allegheny Observatory that's over at that park and one of my favorite buildings. And while the, the observatory itself isn't public, there are they do offer sometimes events over there. And so it would be a really great way to like dovetail um, having a picnic in the evening and then getting a chance to go see the stars. So, which also I guess could all be romantic. I don't know. Very, Maybe I need very to be romantic dates. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what are these very romantic dates that nobody's ever yeah. taken me on? Um. <laughs> this episode is becoming a, like a guide to dating in the city of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. Blow, blow them away with a picnic. <laughs> right okay. So. So let's say you're, you know, not trying to set such a romantic tone. Maybe you're looking for something a little more family friendly. Yeah. yeah. Any suggestions for like a nice spot to bring the family or maybe have a big, uh, bring out a big group of friends? Yeah, I think um, two parks that really come to mind that kind of at first don't seem like they go together uh, because they see they're kind of, you know, geographically in opposite ends of the spectrum. But um, South Park and also Heartwood Acres. Um, are two parks that I think are really great uh, family-friendly spaces, especially in the summertime, because those are the two locations where we have the concert series that goes on. Mm. I'm, uh, I love a good freebie. I like being able to um, find low-cost things and accessible things for people. You know, sometimes you want to be able to uh, participate in activities in the city, but it's cost prohibitive for you. And, and the park series uh, in the summer at those two parks specifically is great. Um, they're, and they're both, without the concerts, really wonderful spaces to utilize. So I think they're, they're worthy of, of noting. Abby Sinan is a travel writer based here in Pittsburgh. Thank you so much for sharing some romantic and some friendly uh, picnic spots throughout the city. Thanks so much for having me. It was really wonderful to be able to share uh, some of the fun places and spaces that I like to picnic in the city. A little 
more news before you go. If you like picnics, you probably also like clean, fresh air. So here's a nice development. Pittsburgh Regional Transit announced plans to make its entire bus fleet zero emissions by 2045. So it's still a ways away, but it's something to look forward to. PRT already has six electric buses in its fleet, plus 15 more on the way. And in the next decade, officials say they'll only buy zero emission buses. What does $50 million buy you? Well, a law school, apparently. Duquesne University's law school will be named after Thomas Klein. He's a graduate and one of the nation's top litigators. His gift is one of the university's largest ever. And also the law school across the state is also named after him, Drexel. And First Lady Jill Biden will be in Pennsylvania next week to honor people who died on Flight 93. Dr. Biden is expected to give a speech in Shanksville to mark the 21st anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you enjoyed the show, tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and of course, subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city, so we'll see you then. So you have very little cleanup involved when you're only bringing more finger food style um, items. Probably looks a little nicer on Instagram too.